Hey folks, welcome to the House of Kraus. I'm Richard Kraus. Very special guest this week. I know I say that every week and, well, usually it's true. But this week, it's really true. Uh, think of the movies. Think of Dazed and Confused. Think about Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight, School of Rock, uh, Waking Life. Uh, Boyhood, which won an Academy Award this last year, and now a new movie called Everybody Wants Some. I'm sure I've left out some classics in there, Slacker in there. There's a bunch of films that Richard Linklater has made uh, that everyone admires, and, and I'm top of the list. I'm a big fan. I got the chance to sit down to talk to him about his new movie called Everybody Wants Some, and this movie is kind of set in that sweet spot between Saturday Night Fever and the Reagan years. There's feathered hair, there's bell-bottom pants, there's milk crates used as LP storage. Uh, and it's the story of college life over the course of one weekend in 1980. And it's kind of set to the throbbing beat of disco and new wave music. I like this movie a lot. This movie is one of his conflict-free movies. There's not a lot going on here that would be considered a traditional narrative, but what you do have here is kind of a party on the screen. Mostly unknown actors, so you don't come invested with thinking, oh, I know what this actor is going to do. I know how this actor is going to behave. There's no Will Smith, there's no Brad Pitt, so nobody like that in this movie. There are actors who have to win you over uh, through charisma, through charm, and through the storytelling, slight though that may be. And it works. And it works hands down. It's a charming reminiscence of... 1980 college life. Uh, this movie, I think, has uh, something for anyone who was around in those days. The 80s got much darker after this period, and we, we talk about this in the interview a little bit. Uh, but for this moment, we're at that sweet spot when it was still kind of raunchy, hedonistic, uh, feathered hair days. The movie is called Everybody Wants Some. We start off the interview just a little bit before talking about the movie. We actually were just rambling, talking about a number of things, but I have a feeling that's how Richard Linklater's head works a little bit. He, he, he noodles around the topics a little bit before he gets where he's going. And uh, we were talking about uh, recent terrorist attacks. We were talking about gun culture. And he told me a story about being in Brussels. Here's Richard Linklater. I was in, sadly, Brussels about a year and a half ago, yeah, yeah. sitting in a restaurant with some people, and a guy walks in and goes to a table, and the, the people I'm sitting with, my di Belgian distributors, go, eh, that's, the, that's the president. I'm like, that guy? Yeah, he says, uh, prime minister, president, whatever yeah. it is there. And I was like, really? And he's, he went back to a table, sat with his boyfriend. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this is, would never be. Yeah. <laughs> he just walked in, no one's around, he went to the bathroom, walked back. I'm like, that's crazy. Belgium, dude. maybe that's part of the problem. Huh? Well, that might be. I mean, they're I, a little know, lax. Well, a little lax, but, but the gun cultures are different. They're different here, too. I mean, we don't have the same kind of gun culture yeah. that you guys do, you know? So it's just, it's different strokes. The U.S. Yeah. is pathological. It is, and it, it will never change. That's the thing. My parents were American. That's so and, sad. And, uh, but I grew up here, yeah. and so I kind of grew up sort of caught in the middle of this weird. Got all my relatives there, and yeah. and, and living here and stuff. You and and uh, yeah. It's too bad gun became a symbol of like freedom. Like, yeah. Why would a gun equal freedom? Because yeah. if you're having to shoot someone to well, live, you're not that free. And if you're true. having to threaten, you're stealing something from someone, 
or you're defending yourself, which is never pleasant. Yeah. You know, so there's nothing good, but it's a symbol of something well, in the American psyche. It, it, it feels like it. And, you know, I saw Superman versus, no, what's it, Batman versus Superman right. last night. And uh, Batman shooting people. Batman well, doesn't got shoot a gun. people. Yeah. Well, he takes guns. And people attack him with guns, and he takes them, and he shoots people with them. Oh, that's too bad. That's, that's everybody. I thought he was above that. I did too. Not anymore. It's a new <laughs> era. Batman with his AK-47. Yeah. Congratulations on this movie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I I, I love movies that, that tell me everything without having to tell me anything. And the, <laughs> the very opening scene of this movie with my Sharona playing on the soundtrack and... Uh, the driving in the car. The thing that nailed it for me was the milk carton of of LP. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just yeah. like that. That is an artifact that for me speaks <laughs> of the nineties, right? Because then they changed the size of the milk carton, so you couldn't you yeah, wouldn't steal them and put didn't fit out. Yeah. Pretty soon, people didn't even have the albums. Yeah. They weren't hauling off their album collection to college. But I was that guy who took his album collection. And his music, and his speakers, and I—I I was the guy. I wasn't going to go. My music, my my entire net worth at that age was in, in my yeah. music, you know. And and so music clearly important to you. Yeah. And this this movie, I was thinking as I was watching it, I was like, did this movie cost uh, eighty five million dollars to make because of the <laughs> sure. music rights? Well, that's its own little tricky thing. Um, music has gotten more expensive, but it's. You can do these step deals. We did this on Boyhood. You, it, this is a fundamentally low budget movie. Yeah. You know, we're on the same budget days was way back then. You know, but um, I think you you do deals where they if the movie makes more they get a bump at certain right. box office. You can do that or you can buy them out. I don't know. Still, it's expensive. I didn't get all the music I went after. <coughs> Some of it's just too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. So. But clearly, music but, to you was a, yeah. a very yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's a benchmark of that time. Like you can you can set a time and place very quickly. Yeah. Right? And I was thinking seventy nine eighty. Yeah. You know those are, that's the music of of that little moment. Yeah, Devo album. Yeah, which was Face everywhere. In front on yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Glad yeah. you picked up on that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you make these choices. Um, yeah, that that was. It felt like my life was wall to wall music. Then you know yeah. you'd go to. You know, at home, the stereo's on all the time. Car, blaring music. Show up at the party or yeah. the club, or, you know, music. Headphones, you know, it just, it was constant. Just never. Do, do you think it's different now, the way that we interact with music? Because when we were growing up, mm -hmm. uh, I'm 52, I don't know how old we were. Five, yeah. yeah. So, same age. Same. So, you'd buy an album. Throw it on. You'd listen to every track on it. You flip yeah. it over and and you knew the the deep tracks. You knew the hits. You yeah, knew the here's the here's the single now. from the album. Here's the two singles. Some albums, they just keep coming with the singles. Yeah, yeah. You know, Fleetwood Mac Rumors or something. You know, <laughs> here, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. how many singles are they going to get out of this yeah. album? Some barely have any, but it didn't matter. You know, you really knew all the songs were kind of equal because you you treated them that way and you took it all serious and it was kind of a state. Each album was a like a novel, each album was, yeah. you know, it was the era of, you know, concept albums, you know, so that was... Do you feel something's lost because our relationship with that has changed? A little bit, I guess the music is, is more, you know, obviously consumable, disposable in, in its little bits instead of, you know, but I still think some people that you take serious, you know, the new Adele album or Kendrick Lamar, you know, people are buy the album and take it all serious, but that's so few. So few fit the, in the pop culture. Other than that, it's just a, it's a lot of 
you know. I, but I don't know. I, I'm not on the cutting edge of anything new. I don't pretend to be. Yeah. No. I I I think that you know you 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 reach a point at which you stop hearing new music in the same way. I've heard a few things lately, like. Uh, Nathan yeah. Rateliff and the Night Sweats that's I, awesome I try to you know, you know I have to hear from multiple people yeah. but yeah you can only have so many years where you're you yourself have your ear to the ground yeah. and or feel like it's speaking to you in that way pretty soon your own life kind of kind of supersedes you have to put a lot of time and, and psychic energy yeah. toward that so I kind of rely on trickle down you know friends who are in the music business or you know like one of a few people say hey check this out then you know. yeah yeah but I'm not going to be the guy going hey check this out I'll do that in movies yeah as yeah. you will you you know yeah. like hey here see this document you're that guy yeah you can't be that in everything um, the this movie I don't think is an exercise in nostalgia it doesn't feel yeah, that way to me I'm trying to be yeah and it doesn't feel that way to me which is I think one of the things that that I really responded to about it mm-hmm. um, do you think, though, or what would you say if I said that maybe the 80s was like the last really um, naive period, <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways? Like, and, and naive may be the wrong word, but, but the last kind of yeah. almost carefree. I mean, it changed. Uh, I but agree. I, I wouldn't have necessarily thought that coming into this movie, but I come out of it thinking that because, you know... I think you do a movie to examine your feelings or yeah. what you think. And I really had to think a lot about my own life at that time, but also the culture, you know, my right. little amateur anthropological look. And I was like, yeah, I come out of this going, that was an end of something because the 80s got much more serious. And some of it was serious, you know, AIDS epidemic. Yeah, yeah. and But then also it was a cultural backlash. You know, the Reagan administration, very systematically, Pat Robertson, you know, the... Fallwell, more, you know, it was kind of this little war, not only a war on drugs and just say no, it was a war on, they were trying to move the whole culture back to the 50s yes. or some mythical past before all this corruption, i.e., the freedoms yeah. of the 60s, yeah, women's liberation, yeah. you know, so that started, that was really in full gear by 82, 83, it's what people think of the 80s. So I look at this and I go, well, this was the last time that there was that kind of unabashed, raunchy, hedonistic, yeah. kind of pure fun that I, I, I look at it and go, well, that was a good time to be young because that was all going to change. And some of it's economic, too. College got really expensive. Yeah. It just They just kept up in that tuition to pay. You know, it's really kind of criminal the way college is so expensive. I think that's one of the worst things to happen. Um, you know, people even more as a treated as a consumer product, you know, and... I don't know. It's it's um, it just a different. There's a lot more anxiety, I think, injected, put upon young people, from two directions, like the overparenting, you know, the helicopter parenting, like our generation, the way we parent, yeah. and the sheer anxiety and expense of your education, kind of has a twofold shutdown effect on the yeah. young individual where back then we were neglected yeah you know no one gave a shit <laughs> i mean come home for lunch and i'll see you for dinner yeah yeah and figure out something to do in between that was that. your childhood no one was like where are you there's predators everywhere if you walk down the street someone's going to molest you there's no more of that then as now but just the parenting got really obsessive yeah. so and you kind of can't help it so i think it's a we were the last one to be kind of latchkey um, 
on your own childhood and then a, a even more of an on your own college with the stakes were pretty low so it was, I look back and say oh that was a good time to be young because the 80s I personally just kind of went underground <laughs> you know yeah. I just it, it was getting kind of ugly the, the the accepted culture I zoned out a lot of it it was a good time for me it's a good time to be in your 20s but I was just but do you think though that but innocence it, maybe you know I, I, I don't, I'm I don't not going to say it was an innocent not time innocent because it was raunchy it yeah. was a pretty hedonistic weed was illegal there was a lot I mean, yeah. it was a sex drugs rock and roll yeah. I had to impose that back on my cast I said no 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 <laughs> disco was sex yeah. dancing was foreplay right. you're hoping to that you keep this going and it gets personal you know I had to really say, you know, that this was a raunchy time. The humor was really raunchy, yeah. R-rated movies. It was, you know, it was, so it's not innocent, but there was a certain kind of playfulness, you know, to it. But I don't, I don't, things, on one hand, things, nothing changes, but on another, it's a little. If, but I just wonder if it's a function, like, of our age that we look yeah. back and go, oh, remember that when we were 20, <laughs> you know, huh? Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe I mean, maybe 10 years from now, I, yeah, I people know. will be going, remember the 90s, they were but awesome. But if you, if you go to 19, let's just say, 80, and the, the years, you'd be going back to, like, 1945. Yeah. That much, talk about a different era. No, there yeah. weren't old people, middle-aged people in 1980 saying, well, 1945, yeah. we were really... It's like, you old fogey, are you crazy? The music, everything about it was yeah. so different. Yeah. But the post-war, you know, I'd say from the, probably late 60s on, there's been a kind of continuous thing that... Like the baby boomers never really went away. No, <laughs> they and, just and said age. culture took over, yeah. Yeah, and... It's not, you know, American Graffiti was actually set in 1962, yeah. but kicked off a 50s revival because on the night of that, it didn't kick off an early 60s revival. Yeah. It kicked off a full-blown 50s because yeah. the music they were playing was from the 50s. Yeah, like seven, eight years before. Yeah, they were having an yeah. oldies night yeah, yeah. that night. So it's kind of Wolfman. It was a real 50s vibe. Well, and and the, at the catchphrase, where were you in 62? Yeah, you know, which pretty yeah, soon it yeah. was like, even when they did Happy Days, it wasn't. They didn't. Sixty-two went away. Yeah, yeah. It was always about the fifties. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It got nostalgia is a, a funny uh, thing. I think the culture really changed, has changed less and less. I observed that on uh, Boyhood. Mm-hmm. I thought the world would look a lot different in these twelve years. Right. I thought, oh, because if you say sixty-nine to eighty-one, you got yeah. a lot of different looks yeah, and yeah. feels, cars, everything. I said, well, boy, nothing changed in my life. The phones changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cars all look the same. Hairstyles a little bit, little bit subtle, but yeah. I think we've hit a wall. I think technology is so, so quick moving that that satisfies that desire in us for change. You know, like punk comes out of like, I'm just, I want something new. I'm bored and yeah. screw this. Let's go this way. I don't think maybe humans don't feel that deep need for demonstrable rejection of the old and embracing of the new because they feel there's so much being satisfied technologically like whatever urge that was to say stick a safety pin in your cheek and go create a new dance you know that you don't see that anymore. Well, see, I, I think part of it, I think you're probably right that the, you know we're, we're younger people are, are, are yeah, satisfied with this but I also think that they really don't care about what happened in the past. Yeah. And you know, there's, doesn't there's, you know, an old movie is Raging Bull. You know. 
you know that's what's frightening when you start oh old movies yeah. and when you realize oh their music their movie education starts yeah yeah there, but, I dazed and confused yeah right oh wow <laughs> that's sad but well you know but at the same time history books sell they're the only books selling like people want to read look at yeah. Hamilton look at yeah. history books do really well people want to know they want to attach to the cultural and political histories you know that's still a, <coughs> a big thing but uh, yeah it always comes down to what is it how does it apply to my life yeah. is is everybody wants some a cultural history of the 1980s or is it just a slice no. of life party time well first off like I said it's not even the 80s yet it's yeah. still the 70s well yeah because you know I don't think decades really change until the fives right so yeah. it's still really the 70s until about 1985 and then or yeah I wasn't sure I've been saying like 83 yeah, yeah, when did yeah. the 80s kick in somewhere in there because the 60s what people think in the 60s started like in 66 yeah 67 yeah, yeah. You go back to the early 60s, that's like... Yeah, well, it's like Summer no. of Love, right? 68, yeah, you know? 67, yeah, 67, 68, yeah. yeah. You know, so the culture doesn't, what do you know, doesn't align on the zero years. Yeah. But, yeah, 80s is a funny notion, but but this is kind of, this can never, this is the this is the moment in time in AD, which isn't even 80s. You know, and there was that whole decade, you know, like the way centuries don't really technically roll over till... Right. The first year, you yeah, know, yeah. the first is the last, but yeah. that changed because of the Prince song, I think. <laughs> you know, that when 2000, we decided to celebrate the millennium when it went from 99 to 2000, that's but right. people were quick to show out. Actually, the millennium, when it goes from 2000 to 2001, right. that's why Kubrick set his film in 2001. Like, that's right, yeah. And when it went, when it went 1900 to 1901 was the new century, but, you know, so it's a, I read a whole book on like the years and the calendars and all that, yeah. but. At some point, the pop culture wins. But so, to me, this is still kind of the end of the 70s. I love talking to that guy. I loved the movie. It's called Everybody Wants Some. Uh, he definitely inhabits his own space, but he's done that for years really effectively on screen, so I wasn't that surprised when I met him. And uh, he was kind of a free associative thinker. I enjoyed that conversation a lot. I hope you did too. Normally we have two chats on this one, but I thought, you know what, Richard Linkletter, that's enough. It's almost too much for one show. So I'll thank you for coming by. I will ask you to please come by again next week. We put up a new show every single Monday, and we always love it when you come by because we never know who the guests will be. We never know who's going to stop by. So we always like it when you come by to sit in and listen to whatever happens here at the House of Crows. 